14. Hello, welcome to 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and this week we are talking about injuries. And the second half of the show is just going to be 30 minutes of me weeping openly because all my owies are on the inside. Oof. Wait, are we talking about internal boo-boos too? Because this is going to be a two-parter. Uh, no, no, no. no. That, that's on the, the other show we talked about earlier. You already did the fear show. That one. We should just do like like mental illness show. No, that's going to be a depressing episode. <laughs> Let's not do that. It will end with all of us weeping. If you like mental illness, and who doesn't? You might like the shows on the Podcast Collective, such as The Bad Parenting Podcast, I Am Salt Lake, Tales from the Hard Side, Talk Music to Me, The Empty Rant Podcast, and of course, The Rad Dad Radio Hour. Well, all right then. You guys remember when that used to be my little thing that I would just... Yes, Patrick, you bring it up every other week. Yeah, I remember, I remember when it was funny, too. I, wa- I want to keep bringing that up, because I'm Do like... you want it back? Be... You can take it back. I don't want it back. I'm just saying it used to be a very simple little thing, and now it's a whole production. We need, like, a director, and we're going to need a choreographer soon. Hollywood hot. <laughs> <laughs> there, that's your thing still. That's all he needed, is a little Hollywood hot. <laughs> I'm just saying, I w- it was very simple in my day. Well, so are you, so... <gasps> oh, rude. I know. Oh, so five. Uh, God damn it, I counted. <laughs> You're counting us in? What? Ah. Hi, I'm Mike. <laughs> if you're looking for more of this, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkToVest, PodverseFM, NoonFM.com, and all sorts of Podverse thing and chasing in places. <laughs> Jesus. This is why we shouldn't record on Sundays. Uh. <laughs> we are on the internet, and you can find us if you type in 40 going on 14. That's how I do it. Yep. That's how I do do it. Good. Do do. I said do do. So if you're looking to give us a call and complain, 708 now wrap. That's 708-669-9727. Or you can click the little call button on Facebook too. I hear that does it. Mm. Yeah. But you have to be on our Facebook page. Yeah. Mm. To reach us. Yes. Not just any Facebook page. Go to the, go to the Microsoft face, Facebook page and see if they have a call button. And then <laughs> leave us a message. We'll see if we get it. Or leave us a message for Bill Gates. No. Going to be on another list. You got beef with Bill Gates? I don't, but somebody's going to call and say that they're us and that we do. My message for Bill Gates has to be delivered in person. (laughs) It's a singing telegram, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, actually. It's a lobster gram. I thought it was a poop howitzer. It's like a potato gun, but different. Jesus, I think it's about that time. <laughs> Please. This week in music, movies, and TV. And sports. All right, so this week, Patrick chose March 18th, 1996, the introduction of H.R. 13103, Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, in the 104th Congress of the United States. Ah, HIPAA. Yep. Ah, HIPAA. I figured that was a pretty key date for injuries. So That's a good one, yeah. Yep. It's a big part of my gerb. All right. So music. The number one song in the land was Celine Dion's Because You Love Me 
which knocked off Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men's One Sweet Day, ending its 16th consecutive week at number one. One Sweet Day enjoyed the longest consecutive stay at number one in the Billboard Hot 100's history. Timely. We're going to be talking about the Billboard Hot 100 again soon. Yes. It's getting close. Yep. I'm excited. That's always a good show. I enjoy that show. We got to talk about... uh, Lou Vega. <laughs> and, and, and Ed Sheeran. I couldn't think of the guy's name. It's always popping up all the time. <laughs> uh, anyway. So on March 18th, the Sex Pistols announced they were reuniting for a 20th anniversary tour. Hmm. I mean, what more can you say about that? Right? Apparently nothing. Ah, Terry Laverne Stafford was an American singer and songwriter best known for his 1964 hit, Suspicion which is commonly attributed to Elvis Presley due to his sound-alike voice. He also wrote the country music hit Amarillo by Morning, made popular by George Strait. Stafford died of liver failure in Amarillo at the age of 54 on March 17th and was absorbed. Absorbed. Suspicion. Yeah, you guys know that song. So that's different than Suspicious Minds. You guys definitely know that song, Suspicion. Okay. So it's not it's not the same as Suspicious Minds. It's a totally different song. No, no, no. Totally different song. So it's kind of like that text. That's that song from uh, Reservoir Dogs. It sounds a lot like James Brown. Tex Avery? Tex. He's going to play it. Just, you'll find out here in a second. No. Oh, yeah. I know that's what it's just like Elvis. I know this one. Oof. Every time you kiss Oof. me, I'm still not certain that you love me. Yeah, I could see where people would. Yeah, I never thought that was an Elvis song, but I get it. It's like the Fontella Bass song, you know, Rescue Me. Everybody always thinks it's Aretha. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. So next up, Donald Ray Murray, a drummer best known for his work with the Turtles, died from post-operative complications on March 22nd and was also absorbed. Save your absorbing. Yeah, they, the girls came to me the other day and they had like, I forget who it was that covered My Chemical Romance. He did a cover of Happy Together. It was it's so funny because we we do this on a regular basis and they're like, oh, man, listen to this song. Yeah, we've got to put this on in the car when we're driving. And they, I listen to it. And the response is always, you think that's good. You should hear the original. <laughs> There's just like so many songs. They, and who was that girl that was at um, at Gen Con when we put on the Simon Garfunkel song to guess the lyrics? Uh, Look, it rings a bell, friend. but not a loud she one. said uh, Disturbed. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. You, we schooled her that day. Well, I once had a conversation with some kids in one of my youth groups about how um, Madonna did not write American Pie. And they're like... Well, she got a cover of it, so they thought they thought it was her. She had written it. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. She's not that talented. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say she's <laughs> definitely talented enough to write American Pie. But she didn't. Yeah, I'm with Pat on this one. I concur. And finally, Joseph Denton J.D. Miller was an American record producer, musician, and songwriter from Crowley, Louisiana, whose Cajun swamp blues and swamp pop recordings influenced American popular culture. He recorded with dozens of prominent artists, including Paul Simon, John Fogarty, Hank Thompson, Kitty Wells, Happy Fats, <laughs> and Oren Doc Guidry. Guidry? Guidry. Guidry. Say it like 10 more times. Guidry. You'll get it right eventually. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was struggling with that or having a stroke. <laughs> Miller died in Crowley on March 23rd, 1996, after complications following quadruple bypass surgery. 
The J.D. Miller Award granted by the Louisiana Blues Hall of Fame is named for him. Absorb. All right, moving on to movies. The number one movie in the land in the middle of its four-week run was The Birdcage, starring Robin Williams, Nathan Lane, Gene Hackman, and Diane Weist, among others. Like a young police I think we fucker. all love that movie. Oh, yeah. Especially for Gene yeah. Hackman. Area. He's the best Frank? part. Yeah, Gene Hackman in drag, walking, trying to get out of the club, and he's singing We Are Family as he's walking along. Yeah, he makes a very unattractive woman. <laughs> Indeed. Yes, he does. All right. Uh, Lucio Fulci was an Italian film director, screenwriter, producer, and actor. Although he worked in a wide array of genres through a career spanning nearly five decades, including comedy, spaghetti western, adventure, science fiction, and erotica, he garnered an international cult following for horror films he wrote and directed. His most notable films included the Gates of Hell trilogy, City of the Living Dead, The Beyond, and The House by the Cemetery, as well as Massacre Time, One on Top of the Other, Don't Torture a Duckling, Four of the Apocalypse, The Black Cat, A Cat in the Brain, and the acronym of the week, which is ALIWS, which I'm relatively certain stands for Alabama Loves Impotent White Senators. <laughs> oh, I was going to say it before you showed what it was. Go ahead. It's a lizard in a woman's oh. skin. No one else considered I mean, I'm... Going with a guess here that probably the worst of all these movies is Don't Torture a Duckling. No, that's that's as far as Giallo fanatics are concerned, it's kind of a classic. Look it up. I am. It's about uh, child murder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that Joel was going to know about this guy. I was pretty certain. I'm not a fan of Italian horror, but uh, the thing that Josh is just about to talk about is my favorite of the genre. All right. Well, because of the high level of visceral graphic violence in many of his films, especially a zombie two and the beyond that one, Fulci is frequently referred to as the Godfather of Gore, a title also given to Herschel Gordon Lewis. Fulci died on March 13th. Yeah. Zombie two was his non-sanctioned sequel to night of the living. Well, Dawn of the dead. Oh, okay. Um, uh, day of the dead, night of the dead, Dawn of the dead, night of the living dead. Uh, Dead Man Walking? No. Drop Dead Fred? And uh, it's it, it it it's it's famous for its scene where a uh, zombie fights a zombie fights a shark. Yeah, it's 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 of that genre. It's it's my favorite. But uh, yeah, he's definitely not the Godfather of Gore. That that is Herschel Gordon Lewis. The zombie question. fights a shark. Uh, they're natural yep. enemies. <laughs> it it it's just called zombie. As far as if you go to look it up, and the picture on the front is a. A very horrifying zombie head. It goes by zombie two is what was called in Italy. All right. Movies released this week included Ed, Executive Decision, Diabolique, Flirting with Disaster, Girl Six, and It's My Party. I've seen all of those, I think. I think I've seen I've seen Executive Decision. You guys have seen Flirting yeah. with Disaster. Come on. Ben yep. Stiller, Trish Arquette. I've seen Maybe? Ed, Executive Decision, and Flirting with Disaster. I don't. No, what girl? I'm not sure is. if I've seen Ed. That's the one where Matthew McConaughey has the camera following him constantly. He no, that's Ed TV. Oh, what is Ed the one with the monkey? Then yeah, Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, Matt plays LeBlanc baseball with a monkey. Yeah. yeah, I have not seen that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I watched it with Dennis. Yeah, I've never seen it. And Diabolique was the Sharon Stone remake of the French film. I don't know if I've seen any of these. Wow. Girl 6 was a Spike Lee joint, I believe. Yes. Executive Decision you haven't even seen? 
Maybe. Which one is that? That's the one where Steven Seagal gets, so yeah, gets Steven killed Seagal in like the first 15 minutes. Oh, that one I've seen. Okay. Yeah. I had seen at least one of these then. Yeah, my father went to go get a refill on the popcorn and came back and his favorite actor was dead. My mom's like, you're not going to believe what happened while you were gone. And I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> and he never left the movie again. I got to pee, but every time I leave, he dies. Yeah, my dad My dad, for some reason <laughs> loves Steven Seagal, dies. so he went to go see that movie. <laughs> and he had an off-screen death, you know, according to my dad. Huh. All right, so the top shows in the land on TV are ER, Seinfeld, Suddenly Susan, and, not surprisingly, Friends. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's totally 90s. Also, Charlie Barnett was an American actor and comedian who first made a name for himself in the late 1970s and early 80s, performing several shows of raunchy comedy a day at... Several shows of raunchy comedy a day, thought that was the title of it, at Outdoor Parks in New York. Barnett auditioned for Saturday Night Live and was moving through the process when... Self-conscious about his poor reading skills, he skipped a follow-up reading. His spot was cast, ultimately given to Eddie Murphy. Burnett went on to appear in film and on television, had a recurring role in Miami Vice as Novelle Noogie Lamont. Having contracted HIV through heroin abuse, Burnett died from complications of AIDS and on March 16th, aged 41. Uh, Yikes. Could have been Eddie Murphy instead died of AIDS. You mean Eddie Murphy could have died of AIDS? If he, you know, if this guy had gotten the role, who knows? Mm, good point. We never uh, would have had Gumby, damn it. Anyway, the TV shows that debuted this week were The Faculty, Swift Justice, The Mystery Files of Shelby Wu, huh? Local Hero, no. The Scooby Doo Knockoff, The What? The Sentinel and Boston Common. I don't recall any of these. Boston Common? That's the one with uh, James Spader oh, and Boston, um, uh, Wayne Boston Legal. Boston Common was the one that had uh, the comedians oh. at his youngest sister went to school and he went along with her. Not Harlan Williams. What the hell was his name? Anyway, he was a no, no-name no comedian. I mean, Mystery Files of Shelby Wu went from 96 to 99. It starred Pat Morita. Wow. Adventures of a Detective Girl who's... Oh, it's on Nickelodeon. There you go. Oh. Swift and, Justice starring Lorenzo Lamas. The faculty, was that, I don't was know that, what that like a knockoff of the uh the movie? Yeah, I think it was. No. 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 I, I know I know at one point they made a movie or they made a TV show based on that movie. I don't know if this was the one, but they did do that. Yeah. I remember I remember thinking, why are they making a TV show out of this movie? Hmm. It was Dawson's Creek, dude. Dawson's Creek was not made about <laughs> There's I don't want to wait for this tweet to be over. <laughs> what are you talking about that? You that was a one-hit wonder. You know about that non-hit by Paula Cole? You you about? Meredith Baxter, Peter Michael Gates. It's like everybody who played a secondary character on some movie or TV show, they put them all in a TV show to see if it would work out. What was it about, though? What's, it what's literally the show does about? not have a description. There's It only lasted one one season. All right, we don't care about it anymore. We're moving on. Moving on. To sports. On March 13th, Sri Lanka was awarded a victory against India in the World Cup semifinals as rioting fans caused a stoppage of play when the score was Sri Lanka 251-8, and eight, India 120-8. and eight. 
The 110,000 capacity crowd, angry with India's tame batting, rained bottles and food down onto the field for a second time when the players tried to retake the pitch, and some fans began setting fires in the stands. In a move unprecedented in World Cup history, the referee Clive Lloyd stopped the game and awarded the match to Sri Lanka. Later in the week, Sri Lanka would go on to win the World Cup against Australia, the first time a hosting country had ever won. That was cricket, by the way. That last statement, the first time a hosting country had ever won. So that means up until this point, no one had ever won on their home, home field advantage. Correct. That's crazy. Right? Huh. And lastly, in his first championship belt match since being released from prison, Mike Tyson fought WBC champion Frank Bruno on March 16th for the for the title. After three rounds, Tyson had the upper hand and unleashed a 13-punch combination that caused referee Miles Lane to stop the fight and award the TKO and the WBC championship to Tyson. That's crazy. And, well, that's the end of the tweet. You want to play us off, Keyboard Joel? Nah, 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 nah. Oof. All right, so earlier we talked about the medical, we had a medical show, things about medical. Then we realized that we have hurt ourselves in many different ways over the years. I would say it was more the health show than the medical the show. show. Yeah. yeah, the health show. Uh, so this is definitely the medical show for sure. We're going to dive into a lot of medical. Yeah, we're going to talk about ways we've almost died is pretty much the subtitle for this show. Things that should have killed us but didn't. Mm-hmm. I got to rethink my list. So we're going back. When was the first time you guys remember being in the hospital for something? Wait, remember being in the hospital or were in the hospital? Well, well let's say not that you remember, uh, remember being in the hospital or were in the hospital. Well, we're in the hospital. If you don't remember, it's probably going to be birth for most of us. Well, Just saying. That's I mean, not an injury, though. Yeah, it's not an injury. Maybe not for you. <laughs> for our mothers, yes. The way Josh did it, he came out kicking like a karate champ. Came out playing a tuba, didn't know. And life kicked back. <laughs> Hadouken. Hadouken. Uh So, I don't know, Pat, do you remember? First first time you uh, Yeah, I remember being in the hospital for my tonsils being taken out. Oh, you're one of those kids. Yeah. But that was a, that was the first major hospital stay I had, but it was, it was only like three days, so it wasn't, you know. Oh. My my first now here's here's a question. I need I need some clarification on this. Is like getting an infection also considered an injury? I mean, if you had to be hospitalized for it and like put on IVs and stuff, like I, like MRSA for sure, you know, things oh, like yeah. that. I was I had a bladder infection the day I was born. Hmm. From what I wow. understand, they had to take a rod. Because no. they couldn't like collect it, so you had to like jam a rod down there at day yeah. two. Yep. See if it gets some out of there. But apparently, it was they spent all that time doing it, and they got down there, and the infection had cleared up already. So that was my intro to the world. So yeah, I was about to say it might explain a lot of your anger issues. Yeah, I may have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, like, wow! Look at this! I'm alive. What are you doing to that? <laughs> what did I done? How could I have made it to think? Mike learned about sounding early on. Yeah, that was my that was my first one. Don't remember that, but hmm. you know what happened. Your soul remembers it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you still thinking, Josh? Well, no, I'm pretty sure I know what mine is. I, I may have talked about this on the last time we kind of broached this topic, where I had a 
early internal surgery uh, about three days in the hospital for an undescended testicle. Was it yours? Well, I sure hope so. They're still crooked to this day, but uh, <laughs> not, not up in the middle of my uh, abdomen like apparently I, I was when I was born. So that's why he walks like one with like one of those pull toys. But but yeah, they got uh, something that if uh, you're born with it doesn't come all the way down to where it's supposed to, and they don't deal with it, uh, can turn into a uh, lump of cancerous cells. Any number of things. Yikes. You know, what's funny is I had the same thing happen. I didn't end up having to have surgery because it dropped on its own. But, uh, yeah, I had an undescended testicle as well. Uh, the, the first thing that I don't remember this because I was an infant, but my mom has told the story multiple times. She was, <laughs> We were in the art gallery um, in Kansas City, the, the Art Institute, and she had me in. She, she referred to it as like a sleeping bag, but it was, a you know, like a, a baby carrier. And apparently... <laughs> It was kind of slippery on the inside, like a like a sleeping bag, I think is why she describes it that way. And she said she was holding me and she was walking down a set of marble steps. And I just shot out of the top like a like she was squeezing to the tube of toothpaste. And it I went up, you know, like thump, out of the top. And I, I hit my head on the concrete steps, cracked my skull open. And um, she's still to this day. She she if I she tells a story. She'll feel the back of my head and she'll go, there it is right there. And she'll point it out as far as where I still have a soft spot. Hmm. Well, that's why you're not supposed to oil your babies. You're not supposed to sound them either, but, you know, here we are. <laughs> not those two boxes checked off. <laughs> right early on. Got a lot of kinky shit going on when you two were kids. <laughs> and thankfully, I don't remember it, but it could explain a lot. I know when um, I had multiple injuries. My, in fact, my my sister and my brother were very injure prone. My sister, the worst of us. But I, let's see, when I was in maybe fourth, fifth grade, it's like I had this thing, you know, you, you put your hands on either side of the counter and you push yourself up so you can get up to the top counters, open up the cabinet and get out like the oatmeal or the candy or whatever, right? So, or the oatmeal candy. Oatmeal candy. Who doesn't love oatmeal candy? Candied so, oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh so small you have to eat it one by one um <laughs> it's, so i in the kitchen gonna get down whatever i'm getting down i'm gonna put my hands on the corner so that I push myself up and the cabinet door was open Eek. and i racked myself because it was you know you're trying to get your whole weight up on the counter at that point so you really push up hard and it was that bam and you know when you you're all your your eyes get all flashy you know, you see spots and you, you get that like almost weird smell in your nose. Like, like you just got hurt smell. Everything. I went, know what you're talking about. You know what yep. I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 Everything went haywire. So I uh, put my hand on my head and what I started rubbing it. I'm rubbing it. It's called oh. major brain trauma, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> running into the living room. I sit down. Now my sister is sitting there and she's eating her cereal. And she looks over and she goes, you're bleeding. <laughs> I take my hand down. I remember this whole time I had been rubbing my head. I take my hand down, and my entire palm is bright red with blood. Mm. Yeah, that's when I learned that scalp injuries bleed a lot. Yeah. Being in fourth grade, my shit was flipped. <laughs> <laughs> Start screaming. That's pretty much what it was. You know, then of course, and to hear my mom tell the story, she's like, and there I am 
just getting out of the shower, and all I hear from downstairs is, I'm bleeding! <laughs> so she's, it was, she's like, at that point I knew it was going to be a bad day. I come running upstairs, kick open the door. My hand is blood red. I've got blood running down my face. It was like maybe an inch, inch and a half scar, like like split of my scalp on the top of my head but bled like a mofo i mean it was bad i was sure i was gonna die I mean, well i mean the, yeah the, the top of your head and your skull and everything is nothing but capillaries so if you have any cut it just yeah yeah blood everywhere it's bad yeah apparently in the in the clinic then my mom threw me in the car took me to the clinic apparently and and always get that and you ruined my towel you know <laughs> sorry uh but get there and apparently i was talking to the guy at the clinic i'm just like this is it I'm going to die, aren't I? And he's like, no, calm down. And I had like four stitches in the top of my head and I had to shave around it. So I had a little, I had a, I had like a two inch circular bald spot on the top of my head for a while because they shaved the hair down so they could do the stitches. So I yep. looked like, like a very, like a very uncommitted monk. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, I guess we can fast forward to high school. Well, or grade school. Grade school. Anything fun? Grade school. Happening? anybody probably the worst injury i had in grade school that required a visit to the hospital anyway i i was outside on on the playground during recess and i was playing with my friend mark and we were running and i tripped and took a header into a railroad tie Ooh. um ouch busted my lip open and broke my left wrist because i stopped myself with my wrist well apparently not enough that i didn't hit my head on the railroad tie but uh <laughs> Yeah, I broke my wrist. You need and... to learn the definition of stop. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, I still think he tripped me, but he's never admitted to it. Um, who is this? My friend Mark. <laughs> um, I bet he did. Who I've known since I was... Our, our parents were friends before we were born. That's so Mark. I bet right? he did it. Tell me he's uh, going to be at the wedding. Be at your wedding. Because if he is, I'm going to be like, did you fucking push him? <laughs> we'll get it out of him. Uh, I'll invite him just for that. They they took me into the the school and they put my they had one of those, you know the the textbooks that were soft, not like the hardcover ones, and they wrapped it around it like a splint and then put a like a bandage around my neck to my arm, so I had a little makeshift splint. And then my mom took me to the hospital and got it all uh, fixed up. Wait, they tied and, a book to your head? No, they tied a book around. <laughs> they put a book around my arm like a little. On your, okay. And then bandaged him from his from his wrist to his neck. They duct taped yeah, like, two dictionaries. Yeah, they didn't they didn't bandage his wrist to his neck. From his wrist to his neck. That he's got his like hand tied to his forehead. I don't think you understand how splints work. They're they're in the middle of the playground trying to graft his himself. <laughs> they grafted my wrist onto my forehead. What? And that's how I became the human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> the only other injury I had in grade school was when uh. I got hit in the nose with a baseball at full speed. My my mom to this day says my nose is broken, but at the time wasn't sure, so it didn't take me in to get it fixed. And my nose is still a little crooked, and I've got like a deviated septum, and it's yeah. it's a problem. But yeah, when I was in seventh grade, fifth period, we had the bathroom break before everybody leaves to go home. And of course, we're in the bathroom screwing around, throwing paper towels at each other. I want to say it was my friend Jason. If you if you listen to this, Jason, screw you. 
Him and Mark are friends, I think, actually. Probably, man. I threw a paper towel at him, and he swiped at me to swap it out of, swat it out of the way. And my guess is Jason never clipped his nails because he got me in the eye. Oh, God. oh I remember this story. Yeah, he got me in the, in the yeah. right eye. And it yeah. all I knew at that yeah. point is I got I got poked in the eye, and it hurts. I'm like, God! Oh, you know, take my hand, put it on there, get putting pressure on it. Go to my teacher. Like, Mrs. So-and-so, look at my eye, my right eye. It hurts. Oh, my God, it hurts so bad. She looks at me, and she goes, yeah, you're fine. Go home. So I go home, get, go over to the car. My mom picks me up. I walk over to the driver's side where she's waiting for me. I'm like, Ma, look at my right eye. It hurts so bad. And she looks at me, and she goes, in the, in the voice, she just goes, get in the car. I know that voice. Yeah. Apparently, old Jason's nail had gone into my eyeball and almost like imagine you scooped out some ice cream yeah. thing of ice cream and decided you weren't didn't want ice cream halfway through. <laughs> oh that's what my eye to, to my mom's description is that's what my eye looked like. Like my it been half scoop scoop of ice cream. So took me to the clinic, you know, held my eye open, guy took a look in there. He had these magic drops, you know, put the drops in there. Like now I come back to school. Now imagine, imagine you're the teacher, and you're like, "This kid yesterday, and I was like, oh my god, I came over, looked at my eye, I was bitching so much, his eye hurt." And the next day, he shows up in an eye patch. <laughs> I come walking, and I remember the look on her face, and she's like, "What's with the patch?" Like, oh, remember yesterday? You said my eye was fine. Turns out it was almost gouged. I got medicine in there now, and I just went over and sat. And the look on her face, just like all the blood drained out of her face, because she was like. Oh my God. You know, she didn't notice it, but I mean, it hadn't fallen out. Now, the cool thing is, is to this day, if I look at a bright light, like if I look towards the sun or I walk into a room and switch on the lights, I see a backward C. You know how you have floaters sometimes? Mm-hmm. I see a backward C in my right eye. If I close my left eye, I don't see it, but I only see it in my right eye. And it's a scar from my eye healing. After getting uh, poked out like that, can you still see the scar by by chance? You if okay, you can see the scar in my eye if you like look if you're explicitly looking for it and you like sh- take a flashlight and shine it at the right angle. But I you can't actually see. It's not like my uh, cornea or retina is jacked up at all. But you can you can see the shadow of it if you put a flashlight to my eye in the right angle, and I can see the floater of the backward C in my uh, in my vision all the time. So were the magic drops morphine? No, that came later. <laughs> I had, I had unrelated. Later. later in my life, I had morphine. <laughs> totally that, unrelated. Morphine is the shit. Oh, anybody got any cool scars? Well, I got to talk about my uh, grievous oh. injury in high oh, school. Oh, yeah, please. Which, which leads to the scars, so it'll be a nice... I know what story you're going to tell. What story is that? The one with the ice cream man. Oh, I was thinking <laughs> the one with the car. Yeah. Yeah, the ice cream man. Yeah. Um October's October fifteenth, nineteen eighty seven. My sister had moved out of the house and she had an apartment and we were as a family driving over to her house to have dinner. She was gonna cook us dinner. We we had gone shopping and, and we had the trunk full of food and on the way to her place and got into a head on collision with a, a one of those giant trucks with like, you know, the king cab and then mm. the, the you know, the, the the four ton trucks, you know, and just basically just demolished our Monte Carlo with us in it, which is not easy because Monte Carlo's aren't exactly Kia Fortes. 
Yeah, yeah, they're not small cars. They're definitely, no. you know, a big old four-door, you know, long sedan type car, but it shoved the engine all the way up into the, you know. Anyway, yeah, um, I got the I got the worst of it. I was in the back seat asleep uh, behind, my, behind my mom who was driving, and somehow I got the worst of it out of everybody. The whole, you know, thing about, you know, if you're asleep or you're drunk, you're going to go through a, a an accident just fine. You know, well, I, for some reason, took the worst of it. My mom uh, had a little bit of internal bruising and broke her thumb, and that was it for her. My dad had a, some internal bruising, but it was a lot worse than hers was because his seatbelt failed. My sister was just, you know, had some scrapes and bruises, nothing real bad. And I uh, almost bit through my bottom lip and shattered my left femur. And I was like in shock. I remember waking up and, you know, seeing the the hood laying against the windshield and then, you know, passing back out and waking up and trying to move my legs and couldn't. So thinking I was paralyzed and waking up when the EMTs moved me because that kind of brought me, that kind of shocked me right back into reality, you know, things like that. Wow. And, you know, being in the ER and hearing my, my mom cry out for us and stuff like that. You know, a lot of fucked up memories from that whole thing. Um, but even with my memory, you know, a lot of it's just gone just because I was in some serious shock and trauma, apparently. Spent 22 days in the hospital, had my leg in traction for most of it, went through three surgeries during those 22 days. What had happened was I... Got, since I was asleep, I my whole body went forward and hit the bench seat, bent the bench seat. You can actually see in photographs that I hit it so hard that my whole body bent the bench seat and just, you know, the middle of my femur exploded and the part from the knee up to where the, the middle was just shoved up inside the rest of the, my upper femur. Yeah. So my so my one my left leg was like six inches shorter than my right leg when I went into the hospital. That's yeah. why I was in traction. They had to pull the leg, you know, the bones out, you know, and to get them aligned before they could even put the rod in. All right, I think we're uh, Pat. Pat wins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not easy to bust a fucking femur, right? And I mean, I got all kinds of stories from that hospital stay. Worst pain I've ever had in my life was the first physical rehab I had to go through. That was when my parents decided that they were going to sue because they were standing in the hallway when that happened. I've heard this story before, and it still is making me cringe. Yeah. I, the fun part of this for me is when you when you meet Pat and he pulls a rod out <laughs> and he hands it to you and you're and you you don't think you take it and you're like, what? He's like, guess what that is? And just that brief moment, you're like, this was in you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But not the way you think it. <laughs> I'm I'm holding that rod in my hand right now. I went into the hospital that was the middle of football season. I went in. I had just broken into the starting lineup of football, too, which was the one of the annoying parts. Ah. Oh. Went in 197 pounds and came out 22 days later. I weighed 149 pounds. Jeez. And I looked like a POW. Yikes. Yeah, it was brutal. I'd forgotten about car accidents. Yeah. Yeah, that so was, did I. That was the worst car accident, obviously, that I I have ever been in. I still haven't been in one when I've been driving, thank goodness. But, yeah, that affected my life for a while. I had two more surgeries later after that. Uh, I have scars on my knee and my buttocks from it. But luckily, I had an amazing orthopedic doctor, and I have absolutely no pain at all from it. That's if, amazing. 
if I didn't know that my leg was ever broken, I wouldn't know, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, it's, it, I have, I don't get any of those aches or pains when the weather changes. I don't have any problems with like, it's less strong than the other leg. Nothing. I have, there, there's amazingly just no ill effects from that. And I almost lost my leg. Hmm. Speaking of aches and pains in your knees. So me, Pat, Will, all <laughs> in college. We have told this story before, but it's good enough to tell again. That's a good story. So we're driving my now wife's car, which is a Chevy Cavalier manual transmission. And part of the conversation as we're driving up is, hey, you know, do you know how to drive stick? I know how to drive stick. Oh, yeah, because I I at one point, you know, noticing that it's stick and you're driving. And I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. You know, I I was like, um, I said something to Will. I was like, can you drive stick? And Will responds, oh, yeah, I totally know how to drive stick. He's like, can you? And I was like, oh, well, I mean, I know how cognitively, but I've never actually done it. Like, I've you know read this, you know, blah, 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 yeah, and whatever. And, and that's the end of that conversation, and we just move on to the rest of the night, you know? Now, now we step decide that we're going to go to – we got to fill up the tank on the car, and we go inside. We're going to get some snacks. It was like that kind of like misty, rainy, foggy day where everything is wet. I walk into the gas station, and Pat is walking on the soda side of the aisle, and I'm walking on the chip side of the aisle, and suddenly Patrick notices that I have disappeared. Yeah, because the, aisle, you know, the, the aisles are, are only about like five feet tall, so we can see each other's head over the top, and we're talking. And like, I, look, I, I look down at one you know, thing and look to the left, you know, and, and he's not there. Or no, he's there, and I look, again, look away and look back, and suddenly he's not. I'm like, well, where the no. hell did Mike go? <laughs> Turns out the floor was extremely wet. I slipped, my right foot slipped, and I fell, caught myself on my right hand, my right wrist, just like Joel. You fell face first. I fell face first, face first into the cement floor on my wrist and on my knee, and just whoa. Now, and I apparently was, your face because you did hit your mouth. Uh huh. Yeah, my mouth was kind of jacked up too. But so Pat's like Mike. Now I'm from to hear Pat say it, which I'm like, I'm going to pass this over to Pat after this. <laughs> well, he was kind of out of it. Yeah, you, you. So I'm like Mike, what? And you just kind of stand up slowly, and you got blood on your lip, and you look at me all like, huh? <laughs> and I, I'm like, what just happened? You're like, I fell down. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, so we both like, I'm like, well, walk down, you know. So we both walk down to the end of the aisle towards the the cashier, and we walk up to the. You know, and I walk up, walk up to the counter, and I say to her, "I'm like, you got any napkins or anything?" And she grabs some napkins, and I give them to Mike. I'm like, "Put the," I was like, "You got blood on your lip. Put you know, put these up to your face." So you're standing there holding napkins to your mouth, and I look at the, I look at the cashier, and I go, "He just fell down back there and hit his head," and I and I give you a quick concussion test, and I ask you, "I say, how you feeling?" And you're like, "I got a little bit of a headache." <laughs> so I look at her and I say, "Can I get some aspirin?" It hurts here. So I get some. You know, and and, so she. He reaches over and grabs one of the little two packs of aspirin. I walk over and grab a water out of the cooler. I open it up and I open up the aspirin. I give it to him. Take this, whatever. And she looks at me and she goes, she starts ringing it up. And I just looked at him like, are you seriously going to try and charge me? (laughs) He just fell down over there. On his face. (laughs) Yeah. So she's like, I think I need to call somebody. So she calls her manager. Yeah. Manager comes over. Now they're interviewing me in the back room. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) did you fall down did you know you were going to fall down before you came into the store what no so i wind up now they're like and this is in the days before cell phones 
Yeah, no cell phones. So, so we had to get on their phone and call your mom. Yeah, Mike. And tell her we would meet her at the at the hospital because I was like, I think he might have a concussion. Oh, at the clinic. So we wind up we're gonna go to the clinic. So I look at Will. I'm like, Will, I can't drive, dude. I gotta freaking. I mean, I can barely see straight. I gotta. You gotta drive. And I start to hand him the keys, and he looks at me. He goes, I can't drive stick. Where Pat and I are literally, literally twenty minutes ago, you said you could drive stick. Oh, I was joking. <laughs> what kind of a joke is that? It's a terrible joke. That's exactly what we told him. Like, like, what kind of joke is that? What are you, what are you talking about? That was a joke. Like, yeah, I can't drive stick. And Mike looks at me. He's like, "Man, I could try, but I'm probably gonna burn the clutch out." <laughs> yeah. So I look at Pat, and we get in the car, and I'm driving. It's maybe a mile and a half. It's not real far away. It's just a clinic. But the whole thing there, <laughs> but Mike, Mike is driving. Like, I keep having to hit him to keep him from passing out. He's driving. He's got a bloody tissue in his mouth with his with his left hand shifting with his right hand and trying to drive with his knee and his right hand and shift and hold the thing to his mouth while he's still bleeding. <laughs> and the whole time in the back, Joel's, I mean, uh, Will. You know, apologizing for, I'm sorry, guys, I didn't realize that. I mean, how would you know that this is going to happen? <laughs> so we wind up clinic, get in a room. I'm sitting there. They gave me an ice pack. I got it on my face, bleeding, got a concussion. Guy walks in there and Will goes, I don't know if I like the look of this guy. I don't think he's a real doctor. And he looks at Will and goes, I'm not. I'm like, uh, he he looks at Mike and he goes, lift your leg and cough. Lift your leg and cough. <laughs> so this goes and that, that was when Christine, Mike's mom, kicked us out of the room and said, you yeah. guys can go wait in the waiting room. And then, so, long story, yeah. too late. Winds up, I had, I had a concussion, busted up my lip, busted up my knee, come out of there on crutches. I... <laughs> I come out on the wheelchair. They give me the crutches, put me in the car, and Pat turns around to go back, turn, take the wheelchair back, and my mom gets a bright idea. I'm just going to hide around the corner so Pat <laughs> comes back, <laughs> and we're gone. <laughs> and the only thing he's got is a car, a stick-shift car that he can't drive. So, Yeah, and I'm just standing there like, okay, <laughs> I hope they're fucking with me. Yeah, hope they didn't leave. They pay medical. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I haven't had much to say uh, up to this point because I realized that in my early life, I, the two words that sum things up are miraculously unharmed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't have a whole lot of injuries I, I, besides the scar I got from the early surgery. I, I even got near hit by lightning, knocked off my feet and didn't have to go to the hospital. Holy cow. Yeah, just walking home in a rainstorm. And when I say walking home, I mean from Melrose Park to Cicero. Oh. Yeah, I, me and uh, a buddy, Mike, different Mike, obviously, uh, decided that would be fun. And yeah, about strange half... idea what is fun. Right? That's not to say that you and I haven't had moments where like, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, and yeah, we, we got near struck by lightning and knocked off our feet. That's crazy. But that's fun just like a joke about driving stick shift. Well, I, and it's just like we're we get we're walking again and it's like what just happened? I think we were hit by lightning. <laughs> okay. Can I cry now? <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> yeah, and I I had like a pretty bad uh set of chicken pox enough where I've got the scar on my nose in the same spot my mom had a chicken pox scar on her nose. It's like a tiny little golfer whacked Oh, you saw the same golfer that Mike's eye did. 
Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's a divot right on the tip of my nose. Still got it. But that yeah, that was from a, a huge pock that was right on the end of my nose. But yeah, when it comes to like actually being hurt from stuff happening, I mean, I remember in college we got to the apartment and uh we were playing like uh Jay had just moved in downstairs and my room was directly above his. <laughs> and Mike was sticking his head out of Jay's window and I was throwing stuff at Mike and I turned back to throw something to Mike. I turned back and I didn't notice the window had slid down and I put my head through the window. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm like, why is he throwing broken glass? What the hell? <laughs> hey, you guys can just hear, fuck. I come down laughing and then the horror show from the scalp injury hits. <laughs> where it looks like I've just been murdered. <laughs> I didn't go to the hospital for that either. Like aside from early <laughs> surgery, I, I can't remember. Like I barely even went to the doctor. Now, what about, yeah. What about like, sur- like I had a surgery when I was in grade school. I actually had a bone removed from my back, like my shoulder blade. Because apparently what yeah. was it a turkey carcass? You didn't, yeah. You didn't know about that. That's why I've got like a three inch scar on my right shoulder. No, I, I don't think I knew about this. Oh yeah, I had a I had a bone disc growth on my shoulder blade, and we went to the. Went I didn't know about that. That's right. Yeah. I'll see. The doctor was like, "Yeah, we, well, we could ignore it, and he'll become a hunchback, or <laughs> we could take it out and we just scoop at some of his shoulder." Yeah, <laughs> and I remember going to that, getting my first big old dose of that. Uh, I'm kind of pissed because I could have had a, a a hunchback friend. Aww. Yeah. How selfish of you, Mike. I know. I'm sorry to screw up your hunchback friend dreams, Pat, but there it is. There's still time. Yeah. We have more. That's true. You're going to get older. (laughs) Never know. But yeah, I remember getting the shot in the ass to make you goofy before you get the uh, the anesthesia and having a in-depth conversation. I forget how old I was. I was probably fifth grade. And having an in-depth conversation with the orderly that was taking me to get the operation done about John Belushi and how amazing he was on Saturday Night Live. So apparently, so that's that's that. Now I got a big old, I so said maybe two, three-inch scar on my right shoulder from it. Yeah, I remember having surgery on my feet for ingrown toenails, like bad ingrown toenails, and oh, oral surgery. But on your feet? Like, yes, oral surgery on my feet. That is one of my least favorite surgeries to to the whole ingrown toenail surgery that was not good yeah Uh i i mean i watch a lot of gory shit on the internet and i cannot watch a ingrown toenail surgery video no yeah and i had a bunch of oral surgeries but like uh, in terms of like actually like being hurt by something or even yeah i barely had anything growing up in eighth grade, my mom pulled out into traffic to make a left-hand turn, and we got broadsided by a Buick in a, uh, a Ford um, Escort. So that was fun. You know, I mean, nothing really. I mean, I managed to bounce into the back. Uh, it was a <laughs> I bounced into the back of it and didn't come out of there with much more than a bruise. But my, I remember my mom, in, in retrospect, realized how, holy shit, this is a serious situation it was because 
I remember the doctor telling my dad, normally we don't allow visitors after this time during the day, but anybody can come in and say hi. Just she's like, we've already told everybody that anybody wants to come in and say hello or wants to visit her. There's no problem to come in at any time. Getting T-boned in a car is way worse than getting a head on collision nowadays. Yeah. Well, it turns out back then, I mean, uh, now they're both about the same. But back then they didn't have side impact and shit like that. You know, we had nothing back then. It turns out my mom had like the steering wheel had hit into her gut and she had internal bleeding. And the doctor was like, you can get anybody. Anybody can come in to visit because you may not make it till tomorrow. Yikes. Yeah. So. But she's still around. So that's good. Then I had the hernia. I had a double hymordial hernia from helping unload a, a truck when I worked at Marshall Fields, but I can never prove that was the reason that I got the hernia. So I had, I had, this is Did before you just get the hernia for the hell of it? Is yeah, right. Feels? Once again, I remember saying to my mom, oh my God, my, my stomach really hurts. And her response to me as, as is, you just got to take a big shit. <laughs> you just got you're constipated just got to take a big shit so that's fine so finally I go to the doctor and the doctor's like telling you you're full of shit yeah well i mean <laughs> yeah but they remember the doctor it's like so what did your mom say she just she just said i was constipated and he puts his hand on my abdomen he's like turn your head and cough <clears throat> it's like oh yeah i just felt your intestines <laughs> <laughs> so well stop it <laughs> yeah well <laughs> so i went in Got the surgery done, and the next morning after the surgery, they had post-surgery, they had me still drugged up, and they hooked me up to a morphine drip, which was amazing. I had an hour-and-a-half conversation with Papa Smurf, and it was that I can see why people would get addicted to that. Yeah, I will talk about my experience with morphine in the now when we talk about my kidneys. Who doesn't like the Smurfs? Mike actually just reminded me of one more hospital thing. <laughs> I literally got sent to the ER uh, when I was in grade school for being so badly constipated they had to, like, remove it. Yikes. You are a brave, brave man for bringing that up. I had forgotten until Mike was just like, yeah, I had to go to the hospital. Your mom just said you were constipated. I was like, holy shit. I went to the hospital because I was constipated. <laughs> I'd blocked that. I was going to say out, but apparently in. I did. I did, too. <laughs> I actually went to the hospital for constipation, too, but it was all related to that the kidney stone that I will talk about in the now. Yeah. Because Demerol is not your friend, whereas morphine is. Morphine is so good. The only the only bad part about it is two things that happened is one. I I recovered. Suzanne was out. I was I don't know what she was doing. She was working or something. So I spent the last couple of days after I got out of the hospital at my mom's house. And she's like, you're going to be stuck on the couch. I'm going to get you some movies that you can watch. So what did she get me? The Full Monty, which is friggin' hilarious. Yep. The last thing you want to be doing is laughing a lot when you just had hernia surgery. And a Full Monty is really funny. The other stupid thing I did is after I got back to Oak Park where we lived, and I decided I was going to go for a walk because I had been, this is before they did that little, like, we're only making a quarter inch incision in your body. Going to do everything by robot and you'll be fine by tomorrow. I've got two, three inch long scars on my lower abdomen on either side. Decided I was going to go for a walk and walked from Chicago and Austin, right, right about all the way to Val's Halla. And then got there and Val, when I walked in the door, she's like, 
I thought you just got out of surgery. What the hell are you doing here? And luckily, Adam Reichert was there, and he drove me home. But that was I make even worse decisions after surgery. <laughs> but no, morphine. Man, God, that is good stuff. This, this isn't the morphine, Joe. It should be. It seriously should be, man. <laughs> we spent two hours just going, man, that's good stuff. Wish I had some morphine now. There was the time I almost injured myself badly when I bought a motorcycle from somebody, and less than 24 hours after purchasing it, I slid underneath the truck and, just, and totaled it. Luckily, only have a scar on my palm to show for it, because I hadn't even bought a helmet yet. It's not to say we're... So that was... That that could have been a bad boo-boo, but turned out I was very lucky. Yeah. And I told you guys my motorcycle story, and I had absolutely no injuries from it, which was ridiculous. Oh, when you forgot what, about the throttle type of thing? Mixed up the brake and the throttle and popped a wheelie. <laughs> jumped, jumped an impromptu ramp of a bunch of garbage, like two-by-fours. <laughs> Brought the bike down hard on its side, and uh, all it did was knock my glasses off, and I got a little road rash. God, I would have fucking loved to have seen that. <laughs> I know. I, I wouldn't pay money to Oh no, no, I'm panicking. Oh no, I'm doing it again. <laughs> That's almost exactly how I totaled mine because I, I, I kept trying to reach for the brake and I kept putting more throttle and next thing I know, I slid under a truck. Well, the only only auto accident that I had prior to now, which there, there really haven't been any lately, knock on wood, I was driving down a street and I was with my friend Chris and we were in my little Ford Escort and this guy pulls out. He was in the parking lot to the right. We were going down, you know, the main street. He pulled out because he was going to cut across four lanes of traffic to get to the other side of the road. And he stopped and we were doing, it was a 45 mile an hour zone. And I, I saw him pull out. So I'd slowed down a little bit, but he, you know, when he stopped dead, I slammed on the brakes, so I was probably going at least 30, 35 still at that point. I T-boned him on the side of the car, pushed the entire front end of my car so it looked like an accordion. I Somehow I was able to drive it from where we were to the parking lot across the street where he was headed. And it was just, it was just fluid just pouring out everywhere. And Chris... Out of the car or you? Out of the car. Oh. Chris Chris got out of there and he had ended up with just some major bruising like on his midsection where the, the seatbelt had, had stopped him. And I had the same on my side. The only difference was is when we stopped, I uh, realized my hand was still on the dash. And I was like, you know, because something is coming at you and you're going to stop, you automatically kind of throw your hands up in the air. And so my hand was on the dash and I tried to pull it off the dash and it wouldn't go anywhere. And I'm like, what the hell? Why won't my hand let go of the dash? Ooh. And I start pulling it away, and I notice there's a, a a chunk of the dashboard that had cracked and popped up, and it was sticking in my hand. So as I'm pulling my hand out, there's this piece of plastic that's slowly coming out of the palm of my hand, and it had locked my hand into place because it had gone in so deeply. <laughs> I pull my hand out. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And of course, you know, I start bleeding. And then the cops showed up, and they had to tow my car, and it was t- obviously total. Yeah, that was fun. Luckily, we didn't walk away with any worse injuries than that, but 
that was that was pretty painful. I remember uh, friends made me go to the ER because of how hard I got hit. I was actually in the car with Christy, stopped at a uh, stoplight. Now, this is a 1978 Oldsmobile Delta 88, Uh, my big blue bomber. Mm -hmm. Uh, The guy who hit me at the stoplight, I never heard brakes. I'm pretty sure I stopped him when he rear-ended us. Uh, Hit us hard enough pushed me entirely through the intersection. My pullout radio and the uh, assembly that it pulls into flew out of the dash and landed in my lap, and it dropped my bumper by about an inch. The front of his car was pretty much gone. Both headlights blown out, front end demolished. Drunk dude still got back in his car and ran. Wow. I mean, there's something to be said. I know they have like all these like super safety things all over the place in the cars nowadays, but there's something to be said for driving in a steel vault. Do yeah. they ever find him? Yeah, I submitted a police report and they never got back to me. Ah, yeah, I ended up having collections come after me for that ER bill because I couldn't afford it. I didn't have any insurance. I was in college. Eventually, it fell off my credit. Yeah. Well, you guys want to take a break or we got anything remainder on this? Any other time where we brushed death and survived? I can't think of anything else like in the 90s or earlier. I'm sure there's stuff I'm forgetting, but I I was racking my brain. Yeah. All right. So I guess we'll take a break now. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about injuries we have obtained or injuries we have had from then to now. We are back, and we are going to talk about post-2000 injuries and boo-boos that we have had. Now, we, we got kind of, I said, the conversation got kind of broad back then, in the, in the, in for the then. Are we, are we talking, are boo-boos also going to be considered procedures that we wind up having because we decide to, or are we just talking about, like, accidental stuff that happens to us? I think we might end up talking about way too much if we just talk about like general procedures. Okay. I think it needs to be like, you know, oops, suddenly I'm in the hospital. Yes. So post 2000, which was the first of us to wind up in the hospital? Uh, real quick before I, I did forget to mention um, in college in the, in the then I did break a finger playing basketball one time. So I, um, I didn't even realize it until I was at, in the cafeteria later. And I looked down at you know one of my fingers was laying sideways in my palm, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, this isn't normal. <laughs> Do you have nachos today? <laughs> All right. But anyway, yeah, moving on. Uh, after 2000, uh... yeah, I didn't hit the hospital till after college. That's well, well, that's what we're talking about. Like, who was the first one to go? To... I went to the hospital in 2010 for the kidney stone. That's when that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the hospital. I can name that song in <laughs> notes. Um, 
I'd say 2003 for me. Oh, you're the leader right now. I think you are. What happened in 2003? Uh, well, I got hospitalized with viral meningitis. It's not really a boo-boo so much, but Yikes. it threw me. It's the only time I that I, rem- I I was probably hospitalized when I got dropped in my head as an infant, but uh, it's the only time I've ever been in the hospital for non-mental reasons at, at all. Um, and I was there for three days and was at home initially and was that just going to kill you. My head hurt so bad. I, I, I couldn't like open my eyes. I couldn't, you know, light was painful. Everything was just hurt. Got taken to the hospital. They put me on a um, morphine <laughs> going back to the old morphine. Damn. And uh, so I'm sitting in this dark room on morphine, just in and out of it. Then I, the next time I wake up, I'm in a, a hospital room and they take me to do a spinal tap. Uh, ah. <laughs> realize. Like, okay. I used to think spinal tap was funny when I would say it. And I only thought it was a band. And I actually watched somebody get a spinal tap on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a spinal tap and uh, they found that I had viral meningitis, oh. which of course they can't treat. Uh, they just have to wait for it to go away. Essentially. You know, they can't give you drugs for it. So I was in the hospital for a few days. They monitored me. I remember I was in and out of it the entire time I was there because I was in so much pain that they had me on a, a drip the whole time. And the one thing I remember about it is my mom came to visit me at one point. This is when I was in Kansas City. And she brought me some horror magazines because Freddy versus Jason had just come out. And I was, you know, I was geeked to go see it. And of course, I couldn't. And so she brought me some magazines about the the movie that I could read while I was in the hospital. And then as soon as I got out of the hospital, I basically for the next month was stuck to laying on the couch in a dark room, couldn't watch TV, couldn't have the curtains drawn, couldn't hardly do anything. Anytime I stood up, it felt like my head was going to explode and I just had to wait. You couldn't have the curtains drawn? Yeah, I couldn't I, I couldn't open them, I mean. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, cuz any light at all just made my head just imagine like the worst migraine you've had times 10 that just doesn't stop. You know, they didn't give me any medication to take home. So I just kind of had to suffer through it until it finally passed. And of course (laughs) the first week after it passed and it was finally starting to feel normal again, I ended up with vertigo. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, motherfucker. So it was, yeah, it was, it was bad, but that's the only time I've really been hospitalized. And I remembered for a you know a physical ailment of some sort. Good God, dude! Yeah, Juliana had bacterial meningitis when she was a baby, and then I ended up with viral like I don't know, like three months after she got out of the hospital. So Damn. Fun, fun times in the Kenyan household. You have a weird definition of fun, <laughs> right? Yeah, the morphine was fun. Morphine is always fun. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, injuries. I got this nasty combination of having not gone to the doctor for a long, long time due to long periods of not having any insurance, a freakishly high pain tolerance. And most of the time I actually have been convinced to go to the hospital. It turned out to be nothing. So, like, I've gotten used to not going. Same. I think. I don't know about Joel. But I know between Pat, Josh, and I, the three of us, I think, pretty have a have a pretty high pain tolerance. Well, I learned how high my pain tolerance was 
when my wisdom teeth grew in sideways with no insurance and slowly over the course of months crushed the teeth next to them, like broke them. Both of them ended up, the nerves inside died before I had them taken out. So yeah, they they were slowly crushed a fraction of a millimeter at a time every day for months. And then uh, the nerves died and they stopped hurting. Both of them separately, I was eating pizza both times when I I bite down on a piece and the tooth cracks in half. Open open to the world. Now, that that seems painful, but the nerves are already dead. So I just have this jagged shard of bone sticking out of my gum. And yeah, both times I ended up having to get emergency dental work to get the, the broken tooth pulled out. And yet you still eat pizza. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just happened to be very strange. I say frozen pizza and everyone asks, well, you know, you're supposed to cook it, right? It's like, no, (laughs) no, it was, it was cooked. It was normal pizza. But yeah, Uh, coming up here pretty soon. I've already had the uh, wisdom teeth on one side, plus the molar that matches the missing one taken out. I'm going to have to get the other side done next week. It'll be done by the time the show goes up. I don't know why it is that oral stuff is always 10 times worse. Well, because the the nerves from your teeth go directly to your brain. And your mouth is a dirty, filthy place. Well, mine is. I know that. <laughs> uh, there's a, like a whole psychological profile right there for you, Joel, that I don't want to get into right now. <laughs> uh, dirty, filthy mouth. I'm trying to think. I mean, I had my, my wisdom teeth pulled. I know I w- when I worked, used to work for Starbucks... There was one day where I was standing there talking to a, a customer, and I just fell. I enjoy falling. <laughs> yeah, and I looked, was talking to him, and I literally just collapsed right there in front of them. And I, and the thing was that everybody, their initial reaction was, "Eh, there's Mike. He's just screwing around again. Look at him on the ground." King of Pratt Falls. Yeah, look at him. He's like Farley. He just fell down for no reason. Look at him clinging to his head and crying. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. So it took like a minute before I knew it was like, oh, shit, and he might actually be hurt. The office building that we worked in actually had medical centers in it. So I lucked out on this one because I had a couple nurses waiting in line for coffee. And they came over and they're like, all right, look at me. And they did this sort of thing, like, look, all right. And the three of them kind of did their little assessment of me. And like, you got to go to the hospital right now. All right. I'm like, but I have to, you know, I'm like the only key holder. I'm like, no, you need to go to the hospital right now. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I get in the, I get in the car, drive over to the hospital. They, one of them, that's the, one of the nurses drove me over. So she goes in, talks to the, talks to the doctor and next thing you know i'm getting an mri that's fun am i dying does somebody want to talk to me i was like (laughs) (laughs) yes tails and what's going on right here like don't worry about it just don't move go back to the room and the doctor walks in and he says well i've looked at your results from the mri like all right he says, either you have a brain tumor. I'm like, oh, fuck. What? 
or you have a sinus infection. (laughs) What? Like, there's no middle ground in that? It's like either tumor or, or, or sinus infection? He's like, I'm leaning towards sinus infection, but we haven't gotten all the information back from the MRI yet. I'm like, why are you here then? Why would you come to me with half the information and then say tumor? So as it turns out, I just had a really, really bad sinus infection that, you know, sometimes will throw off the fluid in your ears. And I had absolutely no, I had no capability to keep myself standing upright. Sounds familiar. Yeah. But I'm like, who the what, what kind of doctor says that to you? Either a tumor or a sinus infection. Dr. So Zoidberg? I know. <laughs> right? I'm like, either oh, either we're going to go through chemo or you get some Benadryl. What? Yeah, that was fun. Had a lot of injuries on the job, especially when I worked for kitchens, places that had kitchens. There's always cut in injuries all over the place. I'm sure Pat knows about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, this has got to be pretty grievous, though, to to be noteworthy. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like know. One, one time they, they tried to do a whole, oh, let's document all the injuries, no matter how small. Hmm. And the notebook just got, got filled up in like a month. And, and they're like, okay, let's maybe wait for the big injuries. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one day when I worked at the sandwich shop, I brought out new bread knives. I remember coming out, I wrote sharp on the handles, brought them out, looked at the two girls that were working the working the uh, the front. Like These are brand new knives. They are incredibly sharp. Be careful. Put them down. Take the old knives away. Walk in the back. Within a minute, one of them comes in the back and she's got blood running down her arm. I cut myself. Like, what the hell did I just say? Bandage her up. She it was only like a neck. She I mean she was bleeding, but she wasn't that bad. The next girl, as I finish bandaging up the first girl, another the other girl comes up to the front. She's like, I cut myself. More blood running down her arm. I don't know how she did this, but she managed to cut the webbing between the thumb and the index finger. Ugh. Yeah, and it wasn't just like nicked it. It was like you can do like a little puppet with it. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Hello, how are you? And that was terrible, but lots of burns when I worked at coffee shops. Strangely, like I'm in a field where injuries at the hands of uh, the students are actually pretty common. But uh, despite the fact that I typically uh, work with, you know, gang members, drug dealers, kids that have lots of problems. The only time I was ever hurt by a kid on the job was the uh, half a semester I worked in a classroom when there was a nine-year-old autistic girl. Uh, Dug her nails into my arm so deep at one point that I had a uh, scar that looked like the pie sign. Yikes. Number uh, that didn't fade for two and a half years. Jesus. Yeah, that was the only on the job the, in all the years doing special ed, though. Yeah. Like, I, I heard of people getting like attacked with pencils or having to have spinal fusion because somebody got them by the hair and they panicked and snapped their neck back. Ugh. But no, not me. Yikes. Josh just takes it. <laughs> I, I usually don't power struggle with him, so 
And I, I don't know. It's something about treating them like people. They don't attack you as much. <laughs> oh, he thinks he's people. <laughs> That's the secret. Uh, I guess time to fast forward to my kidney stone. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about pissing rocks. <laughs> I was moving down from... Was this the move or was it a, a trip? No, I think it was the move. Well, I was moving down from Chicago. One of my last times I, I moved up there. And I was in Little Rock when my mother used to live in Little Rock. And I was going to spend like three or four days just visiting with her. When one day while she was gone, I got a horrible pain attack and it just started getting worse and worse. And I ended up like laying in her bedroom on the floor moaning when my aunt found me and she called an ambulance. My mom went to the ER and just the pain kept getting worse and worse. It was radiating from, from my back. I didn't know what the hell was going on. And because it was so much pain, I started hyperventilating, which got me dizzy. And I thought, you know, I didn't, you know, I thought that was part of it. And, you know, the, the EMTs explained to me that that was just hyperventilating and they got me calmed down, but the pain wouldn't go away until I got into the ER. They started giving me different stuff and nothing was, I was on the gurney, literally just like moving all around the wor- the room. Apparently I was squirming in pain so much. So um, at one point they gave me, I think two different painkillers, nothing happened. And they finally gave me some morphine. And that and the next thing I knew, I just kind of calmed down. <laughs> just laying there. Yeah, morphine and, will do that. Yeah, and I and, and like five minutes after the morphine uh, injection, and I'm laying there not squirming around anymore, and everything's kind of calmed down. I'm looking at them. I'm like, yeah, I can see why people like morphine. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because like I've never been uh, hardcore on uh, pain killers like usually they give me a stomach upset and uh, i can tough it out uh whenever I, when i got the stuff for oral surgery i took like two of them i'm like ah, i'm good i'll tough it out i only took about half of them uh my most recent surgery was just uh, having my gallbladder removed gallstones suck that, that pain was probably worse for me than the dental stuff but i, I didn't take all of my painkillers for that either just like the stomach ache bothered me more than the the pain yeah so I, and there's a little bit of being paranoid about getting addicted to opiates there. So between the fact I don't feel like I need them, they mess with my stomach and I'm afraid I'll get addicted if I take too many. I, I just never take them all. I can 100% see how people get addicted to them because, man, that yeah, they're very powerful, especially, you know, the upper echelon ones, the Oxycontins and the morphines and such, you know. For sure, for sure. But yeah, um, I ended up having to go into a surgery. The, the kidney stone was way too big to pass. It was like the size of a pencil eraser. Had to have it sonically broken up. Uh, had a stint that went from my kidney all the way you know, out of my penis. Let's just use the medical term. <laughs> We're all adults here. It was completely up to me because uh, this whole thing happened in such a perfect time where I had just lost my insurance. I had it just enough for the surgery, but not enough for anything past the surgery. The fun part of this story was the night when it was time to remove the stint. And I was like, well, not going to go see a doctor. I don't have any insurance anymore. There's no point in it. I could do this myself. No, no, no. 
Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. No, I know. I just for a fact. So, um, I, I smoked a little of of the old weed, drank a little of the old beer, <laughs> got in the tub, <laughs> and just took all the all the medical tape off and got the string ready, wrapped it around my hand, and just started pulling until the plastic came out, and then it was like uh. About three foot worth of plastic all coiled up inside of me that had to be pulled out. <laughs> and it was it was like I was pissing a shit. Uh, you have to excuse me as I mute myself as I scream. Yikes. <laughs> uh. It was it was such a strange sensation to have like three foot to, of plastic tubing just coming out a little bit at a time, like just pulling it like a like some kind of party toy. Uh Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. A lot less blood than I imagined. Don't like that. Nope. That should never be a sentence you should have to say. There's a lot less blood than I thought there was going to be. Coming out of my penis. <laughs> oh, my God. That was crazy, crazy relieving, though, that, w- that when it finally was done, I was like, oh. <laughs> I can't imagine. You know, I have to give you Did that. Did you get an erection? I did not. I Oh, well, I lose not for that. not for like, you know, three or four minutes. Ugh. <laughs> what <laughs> uh, were we going to say, Mike? X? Oh, go ahead. Mike sounded like he had a question, but I guess not. No, I was just making more noises. <laughs> no, Josh had a question. No, I just wanted to, if, if you're done with that particular category, I was curious about accidental injury kind of stuff, I, I, unless we have more like big medical issue, because we talked about each of our surgeries. And Joel's- I had I had a couple accidental, working at the grocery store, accidental injuries were like the norm. You were always hurting yourself, you hurt your back, hurt this, that, and the other. The worst thing that I ever had was jacking up my right knee when I was working at one of the uh, Trudeau's that I have, we had the um, plastic pallets all over the place. And I was walking through the back room, which was much too small for the 18 pallets that we had back there. I had to cross over, stepped on a pallet. My foot slipped into one of the holes for the, uh, that's, you know, like one of the, uh, that makes the feet of the pallet. And I, that kept my foot straight. And I slipped and went sideways. So imagine falling to your right, but your foot doesn't change going forward and backward. Oh, yeah. Yep. Got it. So was one of those where, okay, to this day, my knee aches. I, I I, hate to say it. Oh, God. You know, every time it rains or the pressure changes. You're lucky you didn't break your ankle because that's how Sarah broke hers. I, I really am lucky the way I fell. Yeah, but, no yeah, joke. Yeah, not with a pallet, but just foot stays straight, body goes sideways. She busted her ankle in two places doing yeah, exactly right? that. Yeah, so it's uh kind of crazy all over the place. But I mean that that the, went went to the boss and was like, "Hey, this is what just happened. I am going over to the Walgreens next door and getting myself a knee brace." My knee injury was more stupid and less tragic. <laughs> Back when I lived in the city, our house on Fletcher Street, right outside our door, you had, before you hit the pavement, they decided to put down effectively bathroom tile, like just laying it right outside where you'd put a doormat. So this little section of tile. 
And uh, the garage was open and it was pouring rain. And I decided that I didn't want to get wet. So I was going to dash across. Nope. And yeah, my foot hit that tile and just went straight out from under me. And all my weight came down on my right knee. Oh. Mm. Um, yeah, I didn't go to a doctor or anything, but uh, to this day, when I straighten my right leg, it pops every single time and just randomly will hurt. Will occasionally that knee will just give out. Yeah. You see, I mean, that's the amazing thing about my broken leg is I got, like I said, I have nothing from that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And here we're doing pratfalls and we're <laughs> ending up with permanent injuries. It's like, uh, yep, your knee's just shitty. <laughs> You are not an athlete. Because <laughs> well, I was, I was helping uh, when we were when we were moving once, and I was carrying a box out, and I stepped into a a little divot in the the lawn, and my ankle rolled, and I I thought for sure I busted it. It hurt so bad, and it swole, got swollen, and I couldn't walk on it, and it was nasty. But apparently, I just sprained it really bad. Uh, talking about, so I know what you guys are talking about with it going one way and. Rest of you going in another direction. We talked about surgeries. I uh, I've only ever had one, and that was by choice, which was my vasectomy. So I don't know if that really counts. Oh, I think it counts. <laughs> yeah, it's not an injury so much, unless yeah. it's like not your choice. Yeah, it's not a boo boo. I mean, I don't know, but it's, no I, babies I, for you. <laughs> I got a great story on mine because apparently, I've got some. Uh, apparently, when I'm on drugs, I'm amazing. And that's the word I like is amazing because I, I went in for the went for, went in for it. They knocked me out for it but again, because I was just on the cusp of we don't have to do a full surgery for it. We can just do a quarter inch incision on you and then go in there with a robot and fix it and do it with with me. I was on the very end of cut you open, cut it off, tie it off and put it back. Apparently. When, uh, after I got out of the, uh, whole procedure, everything was amazing. So I reintroduced my wife to the nurse at least six times. Every time she came in, hi, have you met my wife? She's amazing. Would you like, this is Suzanne. I, I just kept reintroducing them. I, Suzanne tells it a lot better because I was drugged out of my brain, but, um, that was fun. Other times I've injured myself. I haven't gotten, I mean, recently I haven't been in any car accidents or anything. I haven't actually like. Knock on wood. I've been very fortunate myself. I'm in pretty good shape for the shape I'm in. I haven't had any major, other than that kidney stone, I haven't had any major health concerns. When we get a chance, I have a fun, a fun part of my vasectomy story. Oh, I did. Go ahead. Yeah. Jump into it. Before we get past that section of the, the audio here, uh, apparently I have a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a high tolerance to uh, numbing agents. And I didn't think about it because whenever I had dental work done, because I've had lots of oral surgery, but I, I had, I, they would always have to use double or triple the amount of, what I can't think of the word Anesthesia. for it. Anesthetic to, right, to numb the area. Well, I, I just always, you know, figured I, it was a, a mental thing or something with all the oral surgeries. So I didn't mention it to him. Well, he numbed me up like he would any other guy that came in there to get it done. Num, 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 num. <laughs> and I'm laying there, you know, with my, my legs off the edge of the table. 
and we're just chatting. He's doing his thing. Uh, and he's like, you should be done by now. And he's like, do you feel this? I'm like, yeah, not really. I'm like, kind of. And he's like, <laughs> and you know, he just giving you a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was, you know, he was trying to figure out if it, if it had taken effect. Well, he starts doing the procedure. And as soon as he made the first cut and pulled it out to start doing his job, I felt every inch of it, like every, oh. every bit of it. Oh. I, I screamed out. I was like, motherfucker. And he's like, you shouldn't be feeling that. I'm like, I, I couldn't even talk. I was just like, in and, and calmly he looked at him and went, I have to disagree, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry for swearing, but you know, cause I yelled really loud. And, uh, so he's like, we're, we're going to get you some more anesthetic here. So he shoots me up like four or five more times. Uh. And he, he, he's like, are you feeling that still? I'm like, yeah. So he, he proceeded to give me more and I couldn't do the, the, the volume because I was on my own. I was drive. I drove myself there and I was driving myself home. So finally he's like, he's like, are you still feeling it? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, do you want me to do more? Or do you just want to push through it? I'm like, let's just get it done. I, you know, to this day, if, if it's <laughs> getting a little personal, but, uh, if if anybody's touching my balls, it still hurts. <laughs> this it is still not hurts. You tell us. I'm just I'm laying it out there. You know, we're getting we'll to stop, that age. We'll stop laying your balls out there, and people will stop touching. <laughs> we are getting to that age where some of this stuff is it's permanent. Oh yeah, it sucks. Like uh, weightlifting injuries. I, I've jacked up both my shoulders, and they're just going to hurt for the rest of my life. And that sucks. I remember when I had my vasectomy done, and they. St- did they strap you down? Joel? No. Uh-uh. Oh. Maybe they had a file on you. Probably did. <laughs> they strapped me down. He and likes they, it. As, as they, first off, they gave me the shot in the ass. They brought me in there, and they had me strapped out, like one arm straight out, left arm straight out. And the guy who's doing the anesthesia, he's like, all right, you're about to go down. You, gotta, you got 10 seconds. What's the last thing you want to say? And I, I'm late. I'm late. Laying there, arms outstretched, and the last thing I remember saying and hearing before I went under was, "Forgive them, Father. They know what know not what they do." And the doctor go, "Oh shit!" Because <laughs> everybody loves a little bit of heresy with their uh, operations. It, the thing is, like like Josh was saying, there's a lot of stuff that you just can't control anymore. Now, I added a couple questions to the list here. One thing I'm curious, does anyone have anything where either the cause of what hurt was never determined or like, you know what happened, but the doctor's like, well, something happened, but we don't know what it was because I've had one of these. Oh, do Do tell. Oh, yeah. I was driving back from board games one Monday night a couple of years back. This would have been before we moved in the house. It's got to be five, six years ago. And I'm getting chest pains. Uh-oh. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm in my late 30s. I'm fat. Chest pains. <laughs> this ship is going down. <laughs> so I drive myself the, to the car. The, 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 the gypsy woman point. was right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, they kept me at the ER all night and ran batteries and batteries of tests. And by morning, they're just like, well, the only thing we're sure is that it's not your heart. What? You can go. (laughs) 
Yeah, they they pumped me full of a bunch of drugs, kept me in uh, a bed and had me do every test, the EKG, chest MRI, the stress test where you're you got wires all over you and you're running on a treadmill. All of them. Wait, wait, wait. They made you run? Yeah, that's what they do if they're not sure if it's cardiac or not. They uh, put a bunch of they obviously have you stop if it hurts again. But, yeah, they put little pads all over you there connected to wires it ends up looking like a spider yeah electrodes the the harness that's connected to all the electrodes and yeah you start walking and end up doing a light jog up to a brief run so they can see what's going on yeah it's a cardiac stress test yep that's crazy yeah i had had one of those and I, at the end of it was just like well something happened <laughs> don't know what not your heart probably too much caffeine or something I don't think so, because like I tend to, I, I have problems getting to sleep if I uh, have caffeine within four hours of bed. So like after four p.m. on any given night, I don't even have a soda. Like I'll, I'll switch to water or booze. <laughs> I know when I used to work at Caribou, I got a migraine so bad I lost my sight in my right eye. So that was fun. Yeah, I used to get migraines when I was younger so bad that you know I ended up having CAT scans and all that kind of stuff, but. They never found out what it was. So that was that was the other thing is I had a series of all sorts of weird things going on. I, my left arm would go numb randomly. Uh, I would have eye twitches randomly, muscle spasms randomly, and uh, yeah, they sent me for all sorts of tests, neurological exams, uh, brain MRI, everything. There was uh, concern that it might be early onset multiple sclerosis. Sounds like leprosy to me. Maybe you're haunted. They never found out what it was. Josh has a ghost living in him. He's haunted. Uh, well, we know that, that. It might be a ghost. That's. A, I, I haven't had symptoms on that one for a while. Uh, occasional dizzy spells where I like my vision would go double and I wouldn't be able to see right and things would spin. See, when I have too much caffeine, I go blind in my right eye. And when you have too much sugar, you can't stop shaking your leg. Dude, and that was your fucking fault. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear Kool-Aid. So does anyone else have anything like that? Where <laughs> The doctors are like, I don't know. I don't know. How do I beat that? When I was in high school, I had the, the migraine issue, and they never figured out what that was. But yeah, that that's the closest I come to that. And actually, that was their their best guess was that since it wasn't neurological, it might have been migraines that were presenting abnormally. Which isn't uncommon. I mean, people get migraines in weird ways. Yeah, mine was when I was younger, it was all, you know, light related. I couldn't, you know, I had to lay in a dark room and yada, yada. Like you're like you were talking about Joel earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. I, I mean, I've had lots of phantom things happen, but. I can't think of any specifics right now. Anyway, off the top of my head, are we? I've been very, I've been very fortunate all my life to like not get injured. Like a lot of times, like if I fall off of a ladder or whatever, or if I, you know, twist myself one way, like like you know, like you. When I worked the whole time, I worked at Trader Joe's, didn't injure myself. You know, I didn't, and I recover really quickly. Like if I do tweak something, I just walk it off. And luckily, I mean, I haven't had any major injuries yet. As an adult, thank goodness. Huh. I yeah. don't like, all right, injuries during sex suck. <laughs> when hip goes out, fuck that. Anyway, I'm done. You got to find smaller guys, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>
Zing. No, he doesn't. <laughs> you bite your tongue. <laughs> so does he. <laughs> Are we to the last question, which is most recent injury? Most re- recent injury that hospitalized us or most recent injury? In most recent injury, like period. Uh, even if it's a small cut, like I know that like all of us have done like cuts and burns for a while. It seemed like every time I cooked, I would accidentally touch something and I'd have a line of a burn scar for six months. Well, okay. Even something like that would would categorize like if you had something today or within the last week. You guys are familiar with the fact that I've got a lot of kitchen experience. I had a first injury in the kitchen that I've never, ever had before in my life the other day. I was like, I was like, holy crap, how has that never happened to me before? But it was such a weird thing. I gave myself accidentally while I was wrapping a chicken to roast with foil. I gave myself a paper cut with foil, not with not with the like the razor cutter on the box with the actual foil. Uh, draft foil again. I've never done that before, and it was such a horrible cut because, like, other, unlike paper, which is mostly a clean cut, foil, that was not a clean cut, and it bled like a stuck pig. I've never done that before. It was the weirdest thing. I was like, what the heck? I want to hear from the other guys because I have, about the same time, an even stranger freak accident that was also a cut also in the kitchen. But I want to hear from the other guys before I get to it because mine's just stupid. <laughs> uh, it's been a... Long times I've had any sort of, I can't even think of anything worth mentioning, even simple. Like even a, uh, something that bled that you needed a Band-Aid for. Or like twisting your ankle or, you know, just kind of shaking it off. Yeah, just last time you were hurt. Slam your finger in a door, anything? No, I threw my hip out during sex. <laughs> Back to that again. Yeah. I, w- I want to say it's something else, but it's literally the last thing that happened. I mean, quit, quit bragging. <laughs> How about you, Joel? What's the last thing? I, I legitimately can't think of anything outside of like a hangnail that's happened. Fucking yeah. hangnails. Oh my God. You get that little splinter one, you pull it out, and it bleeds for like three goddamn days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a common occurrence for me. Yeah, that's that's the last thing I could really think of. Something, something, something stupid like that. Fair enough. Okay, I, I had the dumbest injury I think I have had maybe ever in the kitchen. Uh-oh. I cut myself on salsa. <laughs> not the jar, not the lid, but on salsa. <laughs> See, there was a jar that had been in the fridge just long enough that some of the stuff that had spilled over the side had hardened. and it had gotten in the threads i wasn't paying attention the the lid was sticking a little bit and freak accent when i twist the salsa apparently there was a little bit of dried salsa that was hardened into a hook so when the lid went it sliced my finger wide open and started bleeding straight down what the hell freak freak of all freak accidents like you just stabbed yourself with a cilantro cilantro stem or whatever the hell that it was. It was literally just dried tomato <laughs> that had dried into a slightly sharp shape and hit me just perfect to just completely slice my finger. It sounds like one of those yes no mysteries, you know, like <laughs> Yeah. He killed he killed him with some frozen tomatoes. 
That kitchen has gotten me with a couple of like freak. I can't believe it would happen uh, injuries. Like when I opened the back door, it bounced off my own shoe and cracked me in the temple so hard that I was like, well, either I'm going to be fine or I'll be dead in a day. <laughs> Kitchens are always like this random D20 roll of injuries. A hundred percent. The the strangest injury that I ever had or dumbest or however you want to do it was one time I was walking around in the dark. And I stepped on my belt buckle, and the part of the oh. buckle that goes through the leather hole oh. went into my heel. Yeah. You excuse me. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. That was not a fun one. Oh. Fuck that. Ow. All right. Are, are we done playing through the pain then? <laughs> well, do we want to do we want to mention one of the biggest ones of all, which was not any of us, but my sister? Remember that story? The worst, the most grievous injury that that anybody I know has taken when she was uh, about eleven years old. The jart through the mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's enough right there. I think what yeah, you said I, I is think enough. We're, we're done with the pain. We'll well, we get into family members, and because I think for every injury I've gotten out of Sarah's taken two. Yeah. <laughs> Jart injuries are an entirely different level. I don't think we need to do thumbs up, thumbs down for this. It's all thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Morphine? Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Morphine is the thumbs up from this episode for sure. <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess we're to the spot where I say if uh, you want to tell us how you got hurt, anything uh, strange, embarrassing, can you beat having your hand cut open by salsa? Let us know. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yep. And uh, iTunes, Blu-ray, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com, all over the interwebs. You can find us. We're in your room right now. Naked and licking your picture. The podcast is coming from your house. <laughs> you can find us all over the place. Google 40 going on 14 and you will find us on the web. And uh, Joel. What's next? Next week, Kurt Russell is going to capsize Ernest Borgnine. Fucking Kurt Russell. We're talking about the Poseidon Adventures. Of course we are. I was just talking about fucking Kurt Russell. <laughs> As you will. That's Goldie Hawn's job. So, yeah, we're going to be looking at the 1980 and the... Uh... 72. Oh, 72? Yep. Oh, I'm looking at Billboard Top 10. Yeah, 1972. And when was the remake? 2005? That sounds about right. So, yeah, the Poseidon Adventures. Yeah. We are uh, going to look at boats getting flipped over. We'll be back in a week. And uh, thank you for listening. Take care and give us a call, like Josh said, and let us know. Damn it. Shut up. I'm just saying. Please. Give us a call. Let us know how you got injured. We want to know it's about so your long since We've gotten a voicemail. We're so lonely. We feel like you're not listening. Aw. Beware the salsa. <laughs> Oof. It's salsa doom. Nice. Uh... Oh, no. Everybody's here. We can just go, I guess. Right?
Yeah. Joel? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, as soon as the wind dies down, we'll get going. <laughs> oh, I'm not muted. I'm messing with the dog. <laughs> we thought you were messing with us. I mean, yeah, a little from column A, a little from column B, I guess. <laughs> Once we get off this subway platform, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs>